Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue looking at the, Paul's letter to the church at Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to complete it today. Uh, this is a profound, profound letter. It shows us so much uh, about uh, what happens when one is truly saved, what God can do. And remember, he was only with them a matter of weeks, very few weeks. Could have been as short as uh, two and a half weeks, something like that. But he was uh, teaching them the truth of the gospel they received, that their lives were transformed. Now he's writing back and he's giving them some insight. He's answering some questions. And go look, listen to the previous episodes. You'll hear it all. <clears throat> In the last episode... We saw that beginning with verse 16 of chapter 5, he started just really firing off in, in a rapid style instructions and commandments. And uh, when the powers that be, whoever it was, uh, did the versification of the chapter division in the Bible, they gave these little commands, their own separate verses, like 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says this, Rejoice always. But it's not a, a sentence unto itself. Verses 16, 17, and 18 are all one sentence, but they divided them up, I think, to, to give emphasis to it. So verse 16 says, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything give thanks, for this is, the, is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We saw that in the last, last episode, to rejoice, to pray, to give thanks. Now, let's continue. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit. This is the same type of thing. Verse 19, 20, 21, and 22 are all, well, well, let me take it back. Verses 19 and 20 are one sentence. So listen to it. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances or prophetic gifts. And I'll tell you what, that is a profound, profound word because most of the body of Christ in the Western world despises prophetic gifts. They despise them. I mean, that's the word the scripture used. And he tells us, do not quench the spirit. When you, uh, and we've done a study before on the giftedness of the spirit. When one is truly saved, God gifts the believer through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord releases the gifts as he desires, when he desires. Okay? As he desires and when he desires. And so the, the spiritual gift of prophecy, a prophesying, is one of the spiritual gifts. And prophesying means this, to speak forth the truth. So when you sit there and tell somebody that God loves you, you are prophesying unto them. You are telling them the truth. Now, there is also the element of prophesying to where you're speaking forth something uh, that is yet to occur, something that is unknown to you, and yet you know because the Spirit's released it to you, and you're speaking forth that. There is uh, a truth of prophesying. We're not to despise either one of them. A lot of the church despises the idea that God could release uh, information about the future that we have not experienced yet. In other words, that you would know what's going to occur. There's a huge portion of the body of Christ that despises the prophetic word that comes from just teaching the word of God. We never think about that. Just teaching the word of God brings forth a despising you would not believe. I've seen it. I've experienced it. You know, people will sit there and say, why do you always have to talk about what God says in the Bible all the time? Can't we just talk to one another? You know, that kind of thing. 
So he says, don't quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Now, verse 21, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So verse 21 and 22 are another sentence that are actually tied in to the previous two verses. Because this idea of, of uh, not quenching the spirit and not despising prophetic utterances does not mean that you have to believe everything that somebody says is a prophetic utterance. See, that's where people get scared. They say, well, if you do that, then if somebody says something, you have to believe that because they say it's a, they're prophesying is prophetic, so it must be real. No, verse 21 says, examine everything carefully. Examine it. Well, e examine it how? Well, think about that for a moment. If someone says something, if they're proclaiming something, and it disagrees with the Word of God, then you can know that what they're saying is not true. The examination uses the plumb line of the Word of God to realize that something is true or it's not true. So if they say something, you examine it carefully. And he says you examine everything carefully. Okay? Everything carefully. And that means everything. Uh, I, I tell my classes, boy, y'all here on these podcasts and things, uh, you know, if I say something wrong, please let me know. Now, I'm not talking about the things where we all misspeak. You know, we misspeak. Everybody misspeaks. You know, we'll put Moses in the ark or something like that, you know. And I'm not talking about that. We do correct one another. Like, hey, did you really mean to say that Noah crossed the Red Sea? You know, uh, and you get confused. We all understand that. But I'm talking about examining everything to make sure that it's of what the Scripture says. I had somebody come to me this week and say, now, uh, they said the wise men really weren't at the manger, were they? And I went, no, they weren't. You know, you see in the scripture, and, and yet they had heard that preached that week. You know, and and it was just it was said in a in a uh, a throwaway, flippant kind of way by the guy that was speaking. He wasn't thinking; he's just talking. And a lot of times, that's the problem. They just get up and they just talk and talk and talk. And when you do start examining everything, you find out well, what you're saying right here isn't what the scripture says. This isn't what the Bible says. And that becomes problematic because people sit there and they receive uh, what some people call sermons, and they're nothing more than talks. They receive these things, and then when they look at the Word of God, they find out, hey, these things aren't lining up. And so there's a serious problem with that within the body of Christ. So he tells us to examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good. So you hold on to the good things, okay? But abstain from every form of evil. Uh, one guy had a had a great line with that. He said, you swallow the meat and spit out the bones, right? <laughs> so that's, that's basically the way you look at it. So he says, you hold fast to what is good, but abstain, turn away. Don't pay any attention to what's evil. So again, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good and abstain from every form of evil. Now, let me read these last six verses, which are basically Paul's farewell to the group. Verse 23, and it's a little doxology here, speaking forth of a blessing. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see that phrase right there, spirit and soul and body? You see that all through the New Testament in various ways that we are tripartite beings. The spirit and soul are two different entities. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord. And here again, at the end of every one of these chapters, somehow he speaks of the coming again of the Lord. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. Isn't that a great promise? 
that the Lord has called us, and he's the one that will bring it to pass. Then verse 25, brethren, pray for us. Verse 26, greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I adjure you by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So the last thing he says is, y'all pray for us. And he says, y'all love on one another and give everybody a kiss for me. And then he says, make sure I adjure you. See, that's, that's powerful. You know, this is urgent. I tell you, make sure you have this letter read to all the brethren. Hmm, that's interesting, isn't it? In other words, this letter just wasn't for the leadership to where they'd go, okay, uh, 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 you know, well, maybe the whole church can't quite handle this right here, you know. And no, no, he says, read this letter to all the brethren. It's written to everybody, not just to particular individuals. And then he speaks forth the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ upon him. A powerful, powerful letter. Uh, as, you, as you have an opportunity, maybe even today, take a, a little bit of time. It might take you, if you take your time, it might take you 30 minutes to read through this whole letter. Read through it again. And pay attention to what the Lord reveals to you. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.